Well, good morning again, and welcome to Q&A. This is your opportunity to ask questions from the service this morning. So the number's up on the screen. Anything stirring in your heart or your mind that you're just wanting to ask about, please feel free to text it in. Would truly love to have the opportunity, or Doug would love to have the opportunity to uh, answer your question this morning. Yeah, and actually, I would. <laughs> yes. So definitely send those in this morning. Um, love this message. And that, that last statement, I don't allow my personal heart to be an excuse to stop loving. This is probably an assumption, but I feel like that's a, a spot where a lot of us could be potentially sitting. Yeah, and so I appreciate that. Uh, you know, there's always uh, too few moments to mm -hmm. actually clarify. So I don't want to put somebody in an, under an unnecessary pile. I do think sometimes... We go, I just got a lot else going on, and so I can, or things are hard for me, so I'm not in a, a good space, good place. It may be that the hard in your life is causing you to direct all of your energy in meeting a particular need within your family. Mm -hmm. So in other words, uh, uh, a couple may be going, we have to focus all of our attention on our aging parents because of where mom or dad is. And so I want you to understand you're not of not loving in that moment. You are loving. Absolutely. And so don't hear me say that somehow that shouldn't, that you should be feel guilty or you're mm -hmm. wrong for doing that. So ask yourself, is, is my attention to love in a particular way, in a particular situation, causing almost all of my serving to go in that direction. It's more of the, uh, I'm just, my life is full and I got a lot of stuff that I'm wrestling mm -hmm. through and therefore I can't, I'm not really loving anywhere and I don't have enough space in my life to do that. That's, that's my concern. Mm -hmm. I could just hear somebody, a good hearted person going, uh, you know, I, I'm caring for my wife who is suffering from Alzheimer's. And now I'm under this pile. Right. Oh, you are walking in love, meeting a Absolutely. real need in that. So when I, I hope if somebody was feeling something and that was their situation, that you'd be set free from that. Okay? Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a, a great encouragement in that because what, what a practical way of love and serving. And then on the other side of that, as you were explaining, it's very easy when there's a lot of personal stress yes. or difficulty to turn inward right. and feel too overwhelmed to be able to love mm -hmm. others and serve, to not have right. that energy beyond yourself. And so that's where I think we can get stuck. Yeah. The, when he says, to walk in love, that love is the greatest above all, mm -hmm. beyond all, most excellent way that never fails. Uh, a real need is for relationship. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about family group, that make sure that if there are needs, those needs are known and those needs are met. I'm not discounting the worth and the benefit of simply being together. Right. Mm -hmm. Because that's meeting a need, a God-given need. God looked at Adam and said, it's not good for man to be alone. And so mm -hmm. he created a woman in marriage, but there's a, a reality there of relationships. So family groups should meet relational need. And I say all that for this, Tracy. 
all of us, all of us hit points in our life where we go, I just don't want to be with anybody else. I just want to be alone. Hmm. It's like, I'm just, to use that language, I'm just, things are tough right now. And I, I just don't feel like being around people at family group. There would be some unique exceptions, but it's almost always true that when we don't want to be around people is when we probably most need to be around people. And when we most feel like being around people is when we have our least need to be around people. So uh, I try to follow uh, a pattern in my own thinking that says, if I don't feel like going to group, that's a good indicator that I need to be mm. be there uh, as opposed to going, I'll wait until I feel like going. So uh, relationship is a meeting a real need that, that we shouldn't ignore. Right. Absolutely. All right. I think I hear some stuff we coming. We do have some questions coming okay. in. Um where is, let's see, where is scripture says that God loves everyone? This who he loves, he disciplines. Not uh-huh. all of us are loved. Not all of us are loved by God. How do we live in light of that? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. All of us okay. are loved God, by God. For where God is, so loved the world that mm-hmm. he gave his only begotten son. First yes. um, John 2 says, so maybe if you uh, I'll read that as uh, you're looking at that question, uh, he himself, speaking of Jesus, is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for those of the whole world. Mm. So uh, God loves everyone. Specifically, the other thing that I don't know how, what the specific question was, the way it was written. But does God love us in our discipline? By disciplining us, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yes. Uh, in fact, the scripture says, if you don't discipline, it's unloving. So is discipline unpleasant? Yes. It's an unpleasant reality to bring about a good reality. Because discipline trains us to walk in the way that we should. And... The way that we should is pleasing to the Lord and most joy-fulfilling for us. The commands of the Lord are not burdensome. So when I, when I, as a child of God, don't walk in the path that the Lord's called me to walk, he will discipline me because he loves me. So I'm not sure what the question was on that. But yes, the Lord will discipline his children uh, for the sake of training in righteousness. If you want to read more about that, that's in Hebrews chapter 12. Absolutely. Um, so you touched on this there. Uh, can you list a few of the biggest contrasts between the world's love and God's love? What worldly love is not love at all? Yeah. Uh, Jesus did a good job with that in Luke chapter 6, where he says, if you love people who love you, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, I can read it for us. Luke chapter 6, verse 32. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. 
So that's a difference, godly love versus worldly love. Verse uh, 33, if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. So love people who love you, that's not godly. It's not ungodly. It's just that's what everybody does. The difference is loving people who don't love me, doing good to people who don't do good to me. Uh, The third example he gives in the text is that lending to people who I know cannot pay back. So in other words, in that situation, I'm going to, it's not, well, they don't love me, but if I love them, they'll love me back. No, I'm going to love them even if they don't love me back. I'm going to do good to them if I don't do good, even if they don't do good to back to me. We live in very much of a tit-for-tat re, uh, society that says, right. well, we have invited them to dinner twice now, and they haven't invited us back. We're not going to invite them again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's quite frankly as worldly. Keeping score. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, we gave Chris a present to them for their birthday and Christmas, and they didn't get us anything. I'm out. That's worldly. It's uh, I do... Uh, for you as you do for me. And the, this text in Luke chapter 6 finishes with um, love your enemies, do good to them, and lend expecting nothing in return, and your, your reward will be great from God. <laughs> and you'll be sons of the Most High, for he himself is kind to ungrateful and evil men. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. That's the core difference. We do for people who have not done for us, but beyond that, we do for people who have done the exact opposite to us. It's not just love people who don't love you, it's love people who have not loved you and have been hateful, evil, and unkind to you. Hmm. That answers the next question here. How do you love and serve someone who has harmed you? Yeah, how do you... So, um, I tried to address that very personally in the Mm -hmm. message in the sense of... Um, the the person wasn't being rude. They were being well-meaning when they said, well, just love them. And I was like, yeah, but I, I didn't know what love really looked like in that situation. In a practical way. Yes, in a yeah. practical way. It was mm-hmm. because love is not just, it, it's not just, it's not a feeling I feel. <laughs> and, and it's not just a disposition of my heart towards them. Love does. That's what Luke 6 says. Love right. does. And so they have hurt me. They've harmed me. I think two things. Number one, uh, I don't hold three things now. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm allowed to grow in my answer. Aren't Absolutely, I? Okay. yes. I, I repent of any bitterness that I might have mm. towards them. I offer a heart of forgiveness to them. And I say a heart of forgiveness to them, meaning that forgiveness is a transaction that I can forgive, but them not yet be forgiven. They can only be forgiven as they receive it. Mm -hmm. God forgives. We are forgiven when we receive the forgiveness that he offers. So uh, I have a heart, first of all, to not be bitter, not to sin in return, to forgive Even if they don't receive the forgiveness, I offer a heart of forgiveness. And then third, I do good to them as if they had not harmed me. I do for them what I would do for someone who has not harmed me or wronged me. I think that's the threefold equation. We just had another question come in that 
dovetails with that. It says, how do I love people who are truly toxic to me? What does that look like on a day-to-day basis? Mm-hmm. Uh, if I could ask the person, I would say, well, tell me what you mean by toxic hmm. They give a you. little bit here. It says, you said, do for them what you would do for everyone else. But the toxic dynamics of our relationship functions leaves me wondering how do I love them in the same way I love others. So it's not as much detail in the relationship. As what um, the, what's toxic yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it could be said that the Pharisees would probably, Jesus could have said, hey, they're toxic sure. to me. Yeah. Um, always causing me problems. Always trying to make me look bad, telling lies against me. So again, I'm not sure what toxic means. So Jesus didn't avoid them. He spoke truth to them. He laid his life down for them. I'm trying to ask myself in my head, Mm. is there a place where you do set some sense of um, parameters where I give limited amount of time? That's what toxic would be. Uh, I'm not sure what that means. If if someone is, if you have a spouse abusing you, I'm not saying that you need to stay in that relationship. That's not what I'm saying here. So there would be a, a removing myself from them. So I'm just a little cautious sure. to, right. to not answer this in a manner that toxic means something to that extreme right where there's physical harm but you felt like now you're the pastor put you under this bind that you mm. still have to engage in a, a physically abusive relationship right. uh, it doesn't give you the grounds to be if that's toxic toxic back to be verbally abusive or physically abusive back so that's uh, just a pretty broad word there that it makes sure. it hard to give a specific example right. to but if toxic means uh they're hard for me to love mm-hmm. um i agree Pe- some people are really hard to love mm-hmm. and i don't say that flippantly some people are are really hard to love that's when i go back to who am i uh, i am loved perfectly So because I'm loved perfectly and strengthened supernaturally, the Spirit of God lives in me. As one who has received mercy, I'm going to give mercy. I'm going to love, seek to love as I've been loved in that. And so I'm not going to shrink back from people who are hard to love if that's what toxic means. Yeah, and that can, it's It's a pretty broad word. It is a broad word out there. Well, thank you so much for all of your questions this morning. I truly hope you've been encouraged and um, challenged. I know I have been um, in that call to truly love. So we thank you for joining us this morning and hope you have a blessed day.